Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth.
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us, as always, rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio. We're also on Gab and Gitter although we don't use those as much. And our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. Our website has links to our behind-the-scenes content on Patreon, our Secret Teachings t-shirts, and all of my books. You can read reviews on the website from other authors and radio hosts. I never promote this enough, but I've got reviews from people like Leo Zagami, people like Kev Baker, who unfortunately passed away, Recently, Jim Mars actually wrote me a review for one of my books before he passed away. A lot of great people have uh, passed away in the radio and uh, I guess you could call it the alternative community. I'm not really sure what that word means anymore, but got a lot of a lot of really great reviews on the website. Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. You can get a copy of one of those books in digital form or in physical form. And I'd recommend you only go to our website and buy them because some people buy them and then they try to resell them and it makes me look like I'm charging thousands of dollars for a book when I'm not. But go check out these books and if the price scares you, $40 for a cold arcane, if that scares you, pay close attention to how big the book is because it's like a 542-page book and it's bigger than 6 by 9 So it's basically a ream of computer paper, <laughs> literally. It's actually bigger than a ream of computer paper. Because I think those are like 500 sheets. So it's a massive, massive book. And it pays, you know, shipping's included. Uh, or you can get the digital copy as well. And when you subscribe to our archive or buy a book like that, you support this show. You keep us on air Monday through Friday very quickly. For those of you who don't know, when you subscribe to the archive, you get access to all the shows without advertisements from the monetized uh, archive, which is free to listen to, but you have to listen to those ads. You'll get also all of my digital books, access to the show early in the day before it airs, and you will get a private RSS feed. So you can plug that into, let's say, an Apple player uh, on your phone uh, or whatever podcast radio player you listen to The Secret Teachings on, and uh, that will allow you to, uh, to listen to the show without those annoying advertisements. So www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. And again, Facebook and Twitter are the social media pages where we most often hang out. Please go there, like us. You know, as the kids say, tweet at us. You know, whatever you got to do, chirp at us. I don't, I don't know what, whatever you got to do. Find, find us on social media. Uh, that's where we are and that's where we're, uh, 
That's where we're sharing the promos for the show so you can figure out what's going to happen on The Secret Teachings uh, Monday through Friday. Also, a big announcement coming up next week. We'll tell you about that more, but if you're on social media, you've already, you've already seen the big announcement. It's a really big announcement. If you have any questions about that, of course, you can also use that email. So now I've, I've, I've kind of rambled here for two or three minutes, but I really want everybody to understand where I'm coming from, where you can find the show. I want to be very clear, very thorough, so you know where to go, where to find the show, where to listen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, maybe that's not the most efficient use of uh, the introduction to the show. Sometimes I jump right into it, and that's probably the best way to, to do a show. But um, since our whole world seems to be about insufficiency, I thought, hey, maybe I'll also be insufficient. What do I mean by that? Well, I have a car from 2008. It's a Toyota Corolla. It is a car that probably will last until the engine literally decays. Uh, These cars last forever. I've had like three mechanics tell me that. I've had friends tell me that who know about cars. This car has been through a lot, and it's still going strong. It's a a northeastern car, too, so there's, there's a lot of rust on the bottom. But the car works fine. And, you know, even though gas prices have gone up very, very high, and I don't know about you, but I've had three people tell me this independently. Even when you get a full tank of gas, it lasts for a shorter period of time. And uh, I suspect, as do the people that have asked me this, that uh, they've actually started watering down the gas on top of raising the prices. And um, for some reason, you know, oil companies are making record profits. Shell, BP, you name it, Exxon. Yet the White House is determined to make our world greener and to stop these evil oil corporations from polluting the planet and making obscene amounts of profit, yet they're actually making obscene amounts of profit right now, and we're supposed to be shifting into a more green world. So I'm having trouble understanding what's going on here, and I have a lot of questions, and I have a lot of thoughts, and I One of my thoughts is my car works perfectly fine. And although gas seems to be watered down, that's what I'm experiencing. That's what people are telling me. And uh, gas prices are very high. I'm not necessarily choosing to drive less, although that feeling, it is invoked. And I certainly certainly probably have, even if it's subconscious, I haven't driven as much as I, I normally would. But you know what? It's it's a different situation for everybody because for me, you know, I've kind of got this compulsive thing. I I do my show, uh, I prepare the show, do the show, do everything, get everything I need done, and then I I usually go to the store, get something to eat, come home, make dinner. So what what happens is I'm not doing that as often now. So it it might actually be saving me money, or at least it's balancing out what I pay for gas is is paying for the you know the the difference in what I would normally pay for at the store. So it's probably for me it's balancing out. But for a lot of people that have to, you know, they have long commutes, you know, it's probably cutting into your income pretty steeply. Because the 20 bucks used to fill my car, but now 20 bucks barely gives me half a tank. And a full tank on the original $20 I used to spend would get me a lot further than, you know, what it, what it gets me now. Because again, I think the gas is being watered down. So what is the solution to, to the gas problem? Well, we're being told by the federal government the solution is electric cars. Now, just just think about this for a second. Think about the, the arrogance of, of the statement that I'm about to share with you. 
The Secretary of Transportation said if you can't afford to put gas in your car, if you can't afford $5 a gallon or maybe $4.50, I think, is the average, but $5 in some places. I've even seen 7 That's probably Los Angeles. You can't afford to put gas in your car. Well, you just need to buy an electric car. Now, on the surface, in passing, if you have less than three brain cells, that makes sense. Gas is expensive. Buy electric car, no more gas. So a lot of brain-dead people with a lot of money make the decision to go buy those cars. And I'm not saying because you have an electric car, you're brain-dead. I'm saying if you think that buying an electric car, new or used, is a solution to gas prices, I don't think that you're that intelligent. That's what I'm saying. So when you have people that think, well, um, I can't afford gas. Let me go buy an electric car. That should make you stop and think for a second. And it made me stop and think when I was taking a walk about a month ago and I was walking around my little uh, complex here and I saw a woman roll up to the mailbox in an electric car. And I know it was an electric car because she was she rolls up and she starts talking to this lady at the mailbox. They I assume they knew each other and they were talking about her car and how it's a new electric car. And the woman tells this this other lady two somewhat older ladies. And uh, she tells her, if you're really concerned about gas prices, you should get an electric car. And I, and I think immediately that is literally a talking point from the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, whatever his name is, right? Pete Buttigieg, whatever his name is. And he's the transportation secretary because he's, a, he's an advocate for electric vehicles, making the world a more electric place. That's a good thing. And yes, again, on the surface, that sounds like a good thing, but... There's a problem with it because when that woman told the other lady, you should buy an electric car if you're concerned with gas prices, the other woman snapped back and said, well, I can't afford to buy an electric car for the same reason I can't afford the gas prices. I don't have the money. And the woman's like, well, whatever you get, just get, the, you get an electric car, it'll be much easier. And that really shows you the arrogance and the ignorance of so many people who literally take the talking point, deep throat it, and regurgitate it, that if you can't afford to pay for gas, then you should find a way to come up with, at base, $27,000, even with a tax break. I think you get a rebate, a tax rebate. The cheapest electric car you can get is still $20,000. I don't have $20,000. And if I did, I don't have $20,000 to just outright buy an electric car. An electric car that even on a full charge gets me maybe 200 miles. If the gas wasn't watered down, I would be able to get more than 200 miles out of my Toyota Corolla. Since it's watered down... It's artificially making it seem like gas-powered cars get less mileage out of a full tank of gas. Don't think this isn't strategic and organized and planned. And don't think it's a conspiracy theory. At best, it's just a conspiracy. But it's hard to classify something as a conspiracy when that's what the White House and that's what the Transportation Department is saying. You can't afford gas. 
we don't know what to tell you. Just buy an electric car. Okay, what's the cheapest electric car? $27,000. Well, I don't have $27,000. I also don't have $5 to put in my car right now. So I can't afford $27K. Well, we give you a $7,000 tax credit. Okay, but if you didn't, you didn't do the math on that, um, that still puts the car at about $20,000. I still can't afford to buy a $20,000 electric car. Well, you're just going to have to not drive as much then and not go out and not travel. That's officially what the public is being told. It's not even being implied. You're directly being told, can't afford it, buy an electric car. I can't afford an electric car either. Well, you get a rebate. Well, I still can't afford it. Well, then don't drive as much. So the privileged few who have money to buy those things like gas can continue to travel. The privileged few who have the money to buy an electric car can continue to travel, just not as far in an electric car as opposed to a gas-powered car, but they can continue to travel. And that leaves the people, once again, the average person who doesn't have a lot of money, that leaves them stressed out. And that leaves them restricted in their movements. Not even necessarily by choice, just you don't have an extra few dollars to put in your tank. You might not be able to... I mean, I like to drive over to the mountain park here in Tucson, but I haven't been doing that as much recently as I did when I first moved here because I can't afford to drive over there and back. It's like a 12, 13-mile drive. That's like three gallons of gas now because the, the gas is watered down. I used to be able to survive almost like three weeks on a tank of gas. Now it's half a tank a week. And I've started to calculate it, and I've had three other people tell me. Two of them live here in Tucson. Told me the same thing without me bringing it up. You think the gas is watered down? Because my car is not getting as good of mileage as it used to. My friend up in Washington State told me the same thing. He said that his car wasn't getting the same mileage. He said, is your car getting less gas mileage now? It's, it feels like the gas is watered down. It's exactly what I've been experiencing too. So I did a little bit of research. You know, we've talked about this before in the past. We've talked about electric cars and gas-powered cars. And I wanted to see how much, how much do these electric cars cost? What is the cost of an electric car? Well, as I said, on average, the cheapest car you can get is a Nissan Leaf. $27,000. But hey, you get a $7,000 federal tax credit or about 7500 so that puts the car down to around 19 to $20,000. The car's MSRP is 27400 with the credit you get 19900 So they, they give you the credit and the price of the car. I'm sure that it's organized and calculated so that the tax credit makes it seem less severe, where they're like, it's $27,400. That seems like a weird price to choose. But if you take off $7,500, it's only $19,900. That's what grocery stores do, right? $9.99 because you're more likely to buy it than if it was $10. If the tax credit were $7,400 or just $7,000, then the car would still be $20,400. So they make it so it looks like, oh, $19,900. I can afford $19,000. It's all a big scam. So that's that's the Nissan Leaf. You want to know how many miles you can get out of a Nissan Leaf after you spent $19,900 not including tax to buy this car 
and God knows how much it is to register an electric car and get insurance on an electric car, the Nissan Leaf S features a 40 kilowatt hour battery. Oh man, I just got chills. That's sexy, a 40 kilowatt hour battery. And it has a range of, wait for it, 149 miles. So let me factor that into, I don't know, maybe I want to take a trip. If you took that Nissan Leaf, th- think about this. If you took that Nissan Leaf to some parts of the, of the south or some parts of the southwest, there are stretches of road that go over 100 miles without a gas station. If you get on one of those stretches of road without an absolutely full charge and you don't got solar power, a solar power, a solar powered car, you don't have solar panels, you are you are going to be stranded in the middle of the desert or the middle of anywhere you are. There are stretches of road all over this country. Go up to the Dakotas, 100 plus miles, no gas stations, let alone charging stations. What are you going to do? You're going to be stranded. That's the point. It's not just you can't afford a gas-powered car, get an electric car, but I can't afford that either. Well, we have a tax rebate for you, sir. Well, I still can't afford $19,000, but it's cheap. it's under $20,000. You can afford I can't afford it. I also can't afford $5 a gallon for gas, so how am I going to afford a $19,900 car? And that's just the low end. That's like the standard. There's like nothing in it. It's a shell. That's what you get for $19,900. For $19,900, I could buy a used Prius and get 60 miles a gallon. And I could drive, I mean, my car was 60 miles a gallon. It's a tank. I don't know how many, how many gallons in the tank. I, I could get like 600 miles out of a, out of 500 to 600 miles out of a Prius. But hey, that still uses fossil fuel, so can't have a Prius either. You know why Priuses are much cheaper? You know why? Electric, gas-powered cars are cheaper. Hybrids are cheaper because the technology has been around for decades. So there's time to adapt. There's time to adjust. There's a fail-safe. If I'm driving through the desert on a stretch of road that has 75 miles to the next gas station and my car only has 40 electrical miles left, I'm screwed. But if my car can actually take gas, I might be able to make it to the gas station. This is a big concern now for college kids. This is a big uh, complaint at universities. I've been reading this in the news almost weekly. And you can this isn't a one particular article, but you can look this up. It's like college kids furious or apartment renters furious or townhome owners furious. Why are they furious? Dot, dot, dot. Because there aren't places to charge their electric cars. I mean, are people actually of the belief that you go buy one of these cars and then you roll into just a standard apartment complex to rent an apartment and you're like, wait a minute, where's the electric charging stations? There's no electric charging stations. It's almost like not having avocado toast. What am I going to do for breakfast then? What am I going to do to charge my car? You think an apartment complex has the money on average to pay to install an electric charging station? And even if they did, what are they going to install a charging station for every apartment? You know how long it takes to charge an electric car? Depending on how far you want to go and how long the battery life lasts, like how how much you can how how far you can go on one charge, how much you want to charge it, it could take up to two hours. Two hours. That's going to restrict your movement. 
Let me go buy one of these Nissan Leafs. Oh, 149 miles. That's, that's damn sexy. 149 miles to go where? I can go about, what, 70 before I have to turn around and charge it again? Where can I go with 70 miles? The next town? Talk about restricting travel. But hey, if you have more money, according to market realist, the higher models, which are, of course, pricier, did you think we were going to get away with, with uh, spending less money? No, you're going to have to spend more money. Pricier models have a bigger battery. The bigger battery gets you 226 miles, which is, they say in the market realist article in Electric Cars, good enough for city driving. So you can't go out of the city. You get stuck in the city. Isn't that what I've been saying for like a decade here? Isn't that what David Icke and Alex Jones and other radio hosts and other people that have been researching this, isn't this what people have been telling you for over a decade? The goal is to restrict your travel and to keep you in mega cities. Prices go up for gas. They tell you to buy an electric car. I can't afford it. We get a tax rebate. Well, I still can't afford it. Well, too bad. Don't travel. If you do buy it, you can only go 149 miles. If you have extra money to put down, you can maybe go 226 miles, which is, quote, Good enough for city driving. But you don't get to take vacations. You don't get to leave the city. This is about controlling people's movements. And don't tell me that I hate the environment because every single study about green policies, government action, and green products show that people who want government action and people who desperately, desperately want there to be some kind of restriction on on production and, and, and infrastructure and all these things because we got to stop carbon emissions. And people that buy green products, they are across the board more likely to lie, cheat, and steal. Why? Because we care about the environment. We have electric cars that make us better than you. That means we can do other things that you can't do because we have electric cars. That doesn't mean that people that have electric cars think that. That doesn't mean if you have an electric car, you're a bad person. I'm saying the electric car is the next step to get you to not travel. 149 miles, and I'm spending $20,000 for that, plus I have to spend money to charge the damn thing, and it takes how long to charge it? You're not going to be going anywhere, folks. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I hope you don't go anywhere because there's a lot more of the secret teachings coming up tonight on the broadcast. Going into segment number two, it is blackout to the future, because that is the future. Blackouts. That's what's coming, according to Bloomberg. A hot summer with frequent blackouts, because the electric grid is overwhelmed with electric cars. There's no infrastructure. Stay with us. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. Are you having trouble affording to put gas in your car? Well, don't worry. You can just buy an electric vehicle. That's what our federal government tells us. Very tone deaf, very arrogant, very dismissive, isn't it? And if you can't afford to buy an electric car, well, that's okay. They've got a tax credit for you to alleviate the cost. A 27000 $400 Nissan Leaf, one of the cheapest electric cars you can buy, will conveniently be dropped down to just under $20,000 with the federal tax credit. So you can get a Nissan Leaf for $19,900. What a deal, huh? What a steal. Oh, you still don't want an electric car? Well, then don't drive if you can't afford it. That's what we're being told. Can't afford gas? Buy a car. Can't afford it with the tax credit? Well, then I guess you're just screwed. You don't get to go anywhere. But if you can afford that electric car, guess how far you can go on a Nissan Leaf that you just spent $20,000 on? You can go 149 miles. I get shivers every time I say it. Look at this technology, 149 miles. Now, if you have some extra money laying around, 
break a $100 bill getting gas and you got some extra cash laying around, you can just put that toward the upgraded Nissan Leaf. And the upgraded Nissan Leaf gives you 226 miles. 226 miles used to be, for me, a quarter of a tank of gas in a Prius. That, that used to be 226 miles. I, I get my Prius up to five to 600 or more miles a gallon, uh, not a gallon, but miles a tank. I mean, even if you really press the gas, you get good mileage. I can get my Prius up to, I think it was like an average of 500 miles a tank. That's pretty damn good. And if you don't get that high, I mean, you're still in the in the 400 somewhere probably. And from when I had a Prius, I had like a 2007 Prius. I, I would imagine that you can get even better gas mileage today with those things. And why is that? And why are Priuses more affordable, especially when you buy a used one? It's because the technology has been around forever. Electric cars are a relatively new thing, solely electric cars. Having the infrastructure to charge them is a new thing. Students at universities are really upset, and so are people buying uh, townhomes or renting apartments because universities, townhomes, and apartments don't have electric car charging stations. And I just imagine these just arrogant, unworldly people that their parents are paying for them to go to college, and they're, they're driving their brand-new electric car. I've got a Tesla. And you go to university, and there's nowhere to plug it in, and you're mad. Where are the charging stations? I, I, I was under the impression this was a liberal college. We're supposed to be taking care of the environment. We're supposed to be taking care of the planet. I mean... How dare you? How dare you? What, 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 what did you think? They were just going to sprout up overnight? They're just going to pop up everywhere when you buy an electric car? Reality hits you pretty quick. You spend fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 on a Tesla... $20,000 on a Nissan Leaf, and you start driving around, you're like, this is great, look at me, I'm saving the environment, and then the car gives out, and you're like, I thought I had a full full battery. And you look down, and it says, battery's empty. You're like, I only drove like 100 miles. Exactly. All right, well, I got to charge this thing. Where can I go to charge it? Can't go to the 7-Eleven, can't go to the Exxon, can't go to the Chevron. Where am I going to charge it? I just have to hope that I can find a charging station. Hopefully, I'm not in a hurry to get anywhere because it's going to take a couple hours to charge the damn thing. Let's hope nobody else is charging their car because usually when you find those charging stations, there's like three or four. I've driven all over the city of Tucson, and granted, there's probably, maybe there's a dozen of them. I've seen three. I've seen one up in North Tucson near a Sprouts grocery store. I saw one on the east side of town and one down south near, there was like a grocery store or something I saw this charging station at. That's it. So, like, if I need gas in my car, I've got, like, 10 gas stations on every, every corner has a gas station. Just 10 gas stations on the nearest road. There's gas stations everywhere. But if I want to charge my electric car, i gotta, I got to drive around town to find these things. And hopefully I got enough electric charge to get there because it's not like a Prius where it switches between gas and electric and I might be able to get a little more usage out of it. It's not going to happen. There's an article I was reading from Market Realist, and that's where I was learning about the cost of these cars. 
And I like how they they try to sell you the Nissan Leaf. They're like, the Nissan S-Leaf features a 40-kilowatt-hour battery and has a range of 149 miles. Want to get more? I'll spend more money. How many miles can you get with the upgraded version? 226. Can you believe that? It's blowing my mind. But if you can't afford that, well, that's okay. You just don't drive. And that's what the goal is. But this is also part of the goal. Market Realist says the higher models, which are pricier, have a bigger battery and the maximum range is 226 miles. That's, by the way, the maximum if you drive it the most efficiently. So you're probably going to be coming in at 200. And in the low end, you're probably going to be coming in at like 100. So good luck getting anywhere, especially if you're taking a, 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 a vacation. And you're trying to drive through a part of the country that you see those signs that say no gas for 100 miles. Good luck finding a charging station. And it says 226 miles is, quote, good enough for city driving. When I read that, I thought, hold on a second, hold on a second. For years and years and years and years and years and years and years, I've told you, I've heard, I've read that what is happening is there is a movement to restrict human activity to giant cities like in China. You might be able to drive, but you won't be able to drive far. They want to get people out of cars. Our our Federal Transportation Administration here in the United States, admittedly on their website, says they want to get people in driverless or self-driving cars. That's the goal. That's part of their plan. So... How would they be able to do that? People love cars. People work on cars for hobbies. How are you going to get people out of their cars? Well, electric cars. Because even when you make the choice to buy it, thinking you have the freedom and you're saving the planet, you can go maybe 100 miles. You pay more, maybe 200 miles. And hey, if you're in a Tesla and you break down, just call Tesla. They'll unlock the battery and you can drive further. That's how it works. There's also the Mini Cooper SE, an electric hard top. It's also a good pick if you have $33,000 to start out looking at these cars. The Mini Cooper SE electric hard top is also among the cheapest electric car options. The cheapest, I can't afford $5 for a gallon of gas. I can't afford a $33,900 or $33,900 car. Do you know how many miles you get on this thing fully charged? At the most efficient, it's 110. 110 miles, the most efficient. Hell, the Nissan Leaf got 149 at the most efficient. The least efficient, you're probably around 100 to 120. With the Mini Cooper, you get 110 miles. And that's if you drive the most efficiently. If you drive as efficiently as possible, 110 miles, that means the average person's probably at about 85, 90, somewhere around there. I, I'm, I'm just taking a guess. I mean, if you drive a Prius to, 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 to perfection, you can get like 60 miles a gallon. You know. But when I, I had a lot of people I knew in film school, I'd, people would drive my car once in a while to try it out or something, and they would take it on the interstate, and then you know, we'd drive back into the city, and they were getting 40 miles a gallon. And I mean... I, 
I was averaging like 60 in the 50s to 60. So that's driving it perfectly. And that's like meticulously making sure you know when you're coasting, hitting the brakes, tapping the gas, not, you know, that's, it has to be perfect. So perfect is hard to come by. Average is what you're going to be getting in an electric car that you just spent twenty to $30,000 on. But hey, if you get the $33,900 Mini Cooper, they also have a $7,500 tax credit for you. Whoo! That'll save you some money. So what does that put the car down to off the top of my head? 33 and 7, that's 26. Was that 26400 bucks? I'll just go get it out of my suitcase right now. I've got 26000 bucks right there in cash. Take it down to the dealer, get, me so, get myself a Mini Cooper, and then I, well, I might not be able to make it home because um, I only get 110 miles out of it if I drive it perfectly. But maybe you don't like the Nissan Leaf or the Mini Coupe. There's also the Chevrolet Bolt. That's GM's budget. <laughs> a budget electric vehicle. Yeah, I love how they say it's a, it's a budget version of the vehicle. Oh, this is, this is a cheap, it's $27,500, These are cheap cars, folks, okay? If you can't afford gas, get one of these cheap cars. You're stupid if you don't. If you can't afford it still, well, then I guess you just can't. I guess you just can't travel. Oh, well. It's not their problem, is it? Bloomberg can still have a fleet of cars, planes, and mansions. But, I mean, you're not Bloomberg, so you don't, you don't get the mansions and the cars and the houses and the yachts and the... You don't get any of that stuff. Okay, how about, uh, how about this new GM model? How much does this cost? It's also $33,000. What an arrogant piece of trash the person is who said, this is $33,500. What a deal. This is a budget car. And you know how much you can get on it? If, 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 if you drive it perfectly, the model, quote, claims... An EPA range of 247 miles. And market realist says, which looks decent enough. So only being able to drive in the city is, quote, good enough. And maybe being able to drive to the outskirts of the city after you spent $33,000, quote, looks decent enough. But hey, can't afford that. Maybe you could afford this, the Mazda MX-30. And they say the Mazda MX-30 is a, quote, good price. But it has an even lower range. I'm reading this from Market Realist. I'm reading this. There's a couple of other websites that have done analysts of this or analysis of this. The Mazda MX-30 costs $36,480. You do get the tax credit, so it puts it just under 30000 again, just like the Nissan Leaf. Anybody want to take a guess what the range of this car is after you just spent $36,000? Hopefully you got your rebate. Your range is, at best, at best, 100 miles for $36,000. 
Then there's the Tesla. Tesla's Model 3 is a cheap car, they say. The rear-wheel drive model has a range of 267 miles. (gasps) 267 miles, oh my God, I might be able to drive to the next city. Starting price, $40,000. Technically, $39,640. You can also claim a California Clean Fuel Reward. Oh, they'll give you a few hundred bucks. That'll really just shave off that... Just enough so I can afford it. I have just enough pennies in my bank account to afford a $39,000 car. Let me also be fair to electric car enthusiasts and say my interpretation of wealth and money is probably much, much, much lower than yours. When somebody donates $20 to this show, to me that's a fortune. When somebody donates and subscribes to our archive at thesecretteachings.info for 50 bucks for a year. And then, of course, you get a book, and when the cost of all that's factored in, I mean, to me, that's a fortune. A few people donated, uh, somebody donated $40, somebody donated $20, somebody donated $100 to our fundraiser to get a new computer. That's a fortune. To most people, that, you know, it might, 100 bucks might be a lot of money, but, you know, people have cars and trucks that cost thirty, forty thousand $40,000. So that's, you know, to, to some people that buy those cars and they, and, or they lease them or they get a loan for them or whatever, a lot of money, but it's like within the range of like, yeah, that's a new car, 30-something thousand. Okay, the average person like me who basically lives on hopefully whatever comes in month to month, that's more money than I've had in the last two years. So I don't have the money to buy that, meaning I just won't be able to drive if I can't afford to buy gas otherwise. You see how the scam works? You see how, the, you see how, it, how this whole thing is unfolding? And, and, and just the arrogance of, of the sale tactic. This car is electric, and you get a rebate on it. And not only is it an electric car and you get a rebate, it can go 100 miles. A hundred miles, really. hundred miles. That would mean when I used to drive to work in Rochester, I lived in Bloomfield, south of Rochester, New York. When I used to drive to work, that was like a 20-mile drive. So I could have driven to work Monday through Friday, five nights a week, one way. Otherwise, that's driving to work and back two times and then driving to work and being stuck there. And the reason I would have been stuck there is because there weren't electric charging stations I mean, I'd have had to find one if I had a car like that, but there weren't electric charging stations between where I lived and where I, where I worked. Oh, so I could, oh, okay, I, I hear you. Those of you who said, I could just install one in my house. Oh, why didn't I think of that? That makes so much sense. Why didn't I think of that? Let's just install an electric charging station in a house. Or maybe we'll just install one in our neighborhood. Well, that could cost you between $400 and $2,000. I don't know about you, but I still don't have $400 to $2,000 laying around. And even if I did scrape up $400 to $2,000 on top of my $20,000 Nissan Leaf or my $40,000 Tesla, and that's just where these cars... That's where the Tesla starts. 
The Nissan Leaf starts at 20 with the rebate if you get it without anything. I, I would be surprised if they even put headrests in it for 20000 those batteries are not worth $20,000. You want to spend twenty grand buy a Prius. Way better for you, way better for the environment, way better for your wallet. But if you do buy one of these cars and you can scrape up the two grand or, well, it's between 400 to two grand, depending on what kind of car you have, what, how much, you know, maybe you're charging two cars. I don't, I don't know if you can charge more than one car at a time. I don't know what the, the boxes are, but it's going to be hundreds to thousands of dollars to install this. And when you do do that, you're going to have to worry about something else. You're going to have to worry about electricity. I hope people understand that the electricity for these cars, whether you charge them at a hotel, a gas station, or you charge them at home, it comes from somewhere, right? Like it doesn't just manifest out of nothing. It's not like a, these electric charging stations are not Wardenclyffe Towers, okay? They're they're not giant free energy devices. The electricity, I'm just I'm just thinking of how like I'm not even a car enthusiast. Okay, I'm not a car enthusiast. I'm not an economist. I'm just reading literally what like marketplace websites and tech websites and electric car websites, auto blogs. I'm just reading what they're saying. That's that's all that I'm doing. And. The electricity comes from somewhere. It doesn't just manifest out of nowhere. It doesn't just manifest. So now you've spent base 20, or if you go to the larger models, base $40,000 for maybe 267 miles at the high end. On the low end, it's about 100. And on average, if you don't drive it perfectly, you're probably going to get like 150 to 200. That's on a full battery. Good luck finding a place to charge it. Maybe you could charge it at home. Well, now you need to spend another four to five to six, maybe $2,000 to install it. And then it doesn't just manifest out of thin air. You have to pay for the electricity to charge it. So... I can't afford an electric car, but I also can't afford gas. And people tell me, well, if you can't afford gas, just buy the electric car. But I I also can't afford the electric car. Okay, I can't afford the electric car either. Nor can I afford the gas. Well, don't travel then. That's that's the solution. Just don't go anywhere. Don't travel. don't Don't have a vacation. Don't see your friends or family. Just don't travel. More of the lockdown, basically. This is lockdown phase, what, three, four now? Don't travel. If you travel... In one of these cars, you get a hundred. You basically get the number of miles per what you can afford. So it's another form of class warfare. If you can afford an expensive car with two, three, four hundred miles, you can travel. But if you can't, well, you get stuck. So install one of these things on your home, and then if you're charging it efficiently and you charge it not every day and just on occasion, it's gonna run you. The lowest amount that I've seen estimated is $57 a month if you're charging um, a car, like an electric car, at your home in one of these hubs. Now, that's already after you've spent twenty to forty to fifty to sixty to seventy thousand dollars on the car, and then another two thousand dollars roughly 
could be as low as a thousand, but a thousand to two thousand dollars on the charging station. Now you're shelling out at the lowest end fifty. Some places they do electricity based on average. So if your neighbors are, you know, using more electricity, your power bill ends up being higher. And then you, base fifty seven, you're probably going to be spending, and that's on top of your normal power bill. That's not your whole power bill. That's on top of your normal power bill. So fifty seven dollars, low, 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 low end. If you don't charge it every day. We're talking over a hundred to charge it, probably a few hundred to charge it every day if you're doing that. So you're literally still spending about the same amount of money, arguably more. If you can afford it, maybe less, you know, if you can afford it up front during the high gas prices. But if I like if I spend I spend like twenty dollars every ten days on gas, so that's like sixty bucks a month. That's the same price if I bought an electric car and charged it on occasion. For me, it might be, not be the case for you, but for me, literally, I spend $20 every 10 days on gas, average, about 60 bucks a month. Still a ton of money because 20 bucks used to get me a full tank and that would last two to three weeks. So my cost of gas has increased by about two and a half to three times. But if I buy an electric car, I still can't afford to buy it, but if I did buy it, even if somebody gave it to me, even if somebody freely installed an electric charging station, I still have to pay base minimum $57 a month to charge it. I'm sitting here shaking my head. It doesn't make any sense. Does that make any sense to you? You can't afford gas? Buy an electric car. All right, I bought the electric car. Now what do I do? Plug it in, dummy. But my power bill's now higher. Well, you're not paying for gas, though. Yeah, but now my I'm just paying for a higher elect, electrical bill. But you're not paying for gas. And now because there are too many electric cars plugged into the grid in California and other places, here is Bloomberg News reporting, a hot, deadly summer is coming with frequent blackouts. That's our future, folks. It's blackout to the future. Electric production is strangled in many large world economies. Global power grids are about to face their biggest test in decades with electricity generation strangled in the world's largest economies. War, drought, production shortages, historically low inventories, and pandemic backlash. Energy markets across the planet have been put through the ringer over the past year, and consumers have suffered the consequences of soaring prices, but somehow... Things are on track to get even worse. And they're saying it'll be the the summer heat caused by, get ready to take a drink, climate change, that's going to cause all of these problems with the power grid. They say that blackouts will bring more suffering and economic pain as they intentionally dismantle and disintegrate the current infrastructure. This is going to happen, they say, in the United States, in Asia, and in Europe. Here in the States, says supplies of natural gas, the number one power plant fuel in the U.S., are constrained nationwide and prices are soaring. Power in much of the country and part of Canada will be stretched, according to the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. It's among the most dire assessments yet from the regulatory body. Consumers will be asked to step up to help keep the grid stable by curtailing their consumption. Oh, so it's going to be power siphoning, energy siphoning. 
And California is reporting a sobering warning this month of May, telling residents to brace for potential blackouts as the state's energy grid faces capacity constraints heading into the summer months. Why? Well, the state has phased out gas-powered cars by 2035, pushing everybody into electrical cars and the additional load from electric vehicles charging is going to add more strain to the electrical grid. Mic drop, I'm out. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info rdgable at yahoo.com Please buy a book. Please subscribe on our website to keep us on the air Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings stay with us there's more after this in the next hour the music white bat audio Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the montage archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening in the free archive on the many radio and podcast players, thank you for tuning in. Please scroll down to the bottom of the player and leave us a review, whatever you think we deserve in terms of stars, and leave us a little note to let us and others know what you think of the show. If you want to contact me, don't leave a, a, a little note there, though. Like, email me, rdgable at yahoo.com. Some people leave notes, and they're like, why doesn't he get back to me? Because it's, it's a review of the show. It's not, a, it's not how we communicate. rdgable at yahoo.com. That's how we can communicate. Also, Twitter, tst underscore underscore radio, and facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Our website, thesecretteachings.info, has all of our shows, montages, my digital books, Early access to the show in a private RSS feed, that subscription service is only on our website, thesecretteachings.info. For those of you who might be curious or maybe confused when you go to subscribe, our email for PayPal, we do it all through PayPal through donations, is rdgable at yahoo.com. It's the same email if you want to contact us. That's our PayPal email. Our website also has our uh, affiliate uh, Pro One Water Filters and Patreon behind-the-scenes videos and more. Just check it all out at www.thesecretteachings.info. So if you can't afford gas, you're being told to buy an electric car. If you still can't afford an electric car, well, you get a tax credit. So how does that factor into the, the decision? Well, the Nissan Leaf is one of the cheapest electric cars. It's $27,400. Now, if you can't afford to put $20 of gas in your car consistently, just enough to get by, you probably can't afford $27,000 up front or even in monthly payments, depending on what your credit is, your social credit score. You probably can't afford that electric car either. Now, they tell you if you can't afford it, you get a tax credit, though. The tax credit is $7,500, so the $27,400 drops down to $19,900. Still, I can't afford it. And no bank is going to give me a loan to take that out because I don't have credit because I don't buy things that I don't need with money I don't have. I'm actually more responsible, and I think that means I should have more credit, but things are reversed. 
I've had people that are like, they're into economics or, you know, they're into accounting or whatever it is. And like, like people that are financial advisors, people have told me, well, Ryan, if you want to build credit, just go buy like a diamond necklace and then pay it off. And I'm like, I don't want a diamond necklace. Why would I go buy a diamond necklace? I don't want it. Why would I go spend $3,000 on a diamond necklace at the store that I don't want so I can build credit? I should already have credit because I'm not buying things I don't need with money I don't have. Things I don't need with money I don't have. Channeling a little George Carlin there. Things they don't need with money they don't have. Things they don't need with money they don't have. They drive these big, ugly SUVs, these big, ugly MFers, so they can shove more stuff they don't need into the back of these cars and just waddle through the malls like a fleet of interstate buses. If you were selling fried raccoon (laughs) on a stick, Americans would buy them and eat them. They are efficient consumers. So as a consumer who wants to better the environment, there's your option. $27,400 with a tax credit, nineteen nine. Yeah, it might not be paid for up front, but you still have to pay the monthly payments based on your credit. And that car only gets you 149 miles at best. At worst, if you don't drive it right, you're probably going to get somewhere... I don't know. I'm 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 estimating this because I haven't seen the numbers on it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess like at least 20, 30 miles less than than the perfect uh, drive. If you don't drive it perfectly, I was reading an article today. I mentioned it earlier. This is where I'm getting these figures and and facts from. It's called Market Realist, and the headline of the article published on the 24th of May, 2022. Cheapest electric cars to buy in 2022 as gas prices hit record highs. The Nissan Leaf. If you pay more money for the Nissan Leaf, because it just it starts at 27.4, and with the credit it's 19.9. If you pay more money though, you'll get 226 miles. Oh boy. And market realist, just like most of the arrogant people that tell us can't afford gas, buy an electric car. Or don't drive, don't go anywhere. Market Realist says 226 miles is, quote, good enough for city driving. So basically, it limits your travel. Only the wealthy can travel or the people that strain themselves to be able to purchase the lowest end model. And it keeps you ultimately within the confines of a city. Now, if you can't afford the Nissan Leaf, there's always the Mini Coupe SE. It's an electric hardtop. One of the cheapest electric car options, they tell you, from Market Realist. This car, without the rebate, runs you $33,900. So with the rebate, it's putting you down around the cost of the Nissan Leaf without the rebate. And this is considered a cheap option. Chevrolet has a Bolt. The Chevrolet Bolt, they arrogantly call a budget car. The cost of this car is a starting price, like if you want wheels, you got to pay more kind of a starting price of $33,500. However, this car doesn't qualify for the tax credit. And not only does it not qualify for the tax credit, but they don't actually have factual information on how many miles you can drive out of it or how many miles you can get out of it. They claim, it literally says that, quote, 
The model claims an EPA range of 247 miles on a full charge, which then market realist adds, quote, which looks decent enough. It's decent enough. It's decent. You stay in the city, it's 247 miles. What are you trying to do? You're trying to take a vacation? Are you trying to leave the concentration camp? I don't think so. If you can't afford that, there's always the Mazda MX-30. The Mazda MX-30 does have the tax credit, but it starts at $33,470. Now, if you want the premium model, that's going to run you about $36,480. And here's the best part of the Mazda. This is the one I want to get, folks. The best part of the Mazda is not only did I just spend about $30,000 with the credit, but I get an astounding, incredible, record-breaking with a full charge and driving it perfectly 100 miles. You're trying to leave the city? You're trying to leave the concentration camp? I don't think so. Get back in your Mazda MX and go home. Lockdown 2.0, or maybe by this point, 3.0. The cheapest Tesla car. What's the cheapest Tesla car? Cheapest Tesla car, 39640 bucks. But hey, you also get a clean fuel reward in California. Ooh, they throw in $700. Oh boy, I just spent 40 k but California said, hey, we want to help you out. Here's 700 For someone that can't afford to put a $5 bill into their gas tank consistently, they're not, $700, how about if you're going to give people money randomly and you're going to devalue the currency and drive up the cost of goods, and you're going to give people a universal basic income, give people the $750 clean fuel reward right now when they actually need it. Don't give it to them once they've already spent the $40,000 on the car for the Tesla, because guess what? If you can't afford gas, you can't afford an electric car. But hey, that's just, that's just the, the bottom line. Maybe you're thinking, well, these cars are really expensive, so they're just really, these companies are greedy trying to capitalize on the, on the electrical car craze. And yes, that is true, but it's also true that these cars need a lot of raw, rare materials to manufacture them. The prices for inputs like steel, aluminum, copper, and nickel, and cobalt have spiked over the last year. More justification for electric car companies to raise their prices. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I, I don't know, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about Elon Musk per se, but I, I, I feel like maybe if Elon Musk really, 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 really wants to help, maybe he should, and, and, and I might get behind it, folks. I don't know. I might get behind it. Maybe if he could develop a cheaper electric car that's like maybe 15000 brand new, and the mileage would be like three fifty four hundred, I might start thinking about it. But at the moment, I'm not paying double the amount for a car that gets me at minimal or at best half. At minimal, I'm getting like a fraction of a, of a quarter of a tank of, of regular gas. A hundred miles, even with the watered down gas, I can drive further than that with, with, with paying the different. With, by the time you pay to charge that car monthly, it's still better to pay for the gas. Especially if you already own the car like I do. What is the logic behind this? Try to think about this because 
I keep reading these stories. I read another one today, Business Insider. It's business finance from Yahoo. Why electric cars cost less to own each month than gas cars, even though they're way more expensive. Okay, the average person either owns their car outright or they're they're almost ready to own it, and they've been paying it off for a long time. So, and that means your insurance probably isn't as much as when you buy a new car. So let, let's factor this in. They say electric cars cost less each month than gas cars. Most people own their car outright, or they, they bought a used car. I have a used car. It's paid off. I paid three grand for it. It was a steal, a Toyota Corolla. I can drive that thing through a war zone, and it's still going to function. So my car is paid off. Yes, gas has tripled for me. I was spending about $30 a month. I mean, it kind of varies. It was like 20 bucks every two and a half to three weeks. Now it's like 20 bucks every week. So it's like, it's like tripled for me, uh, roughly. My car's paid off. Yes, gas has tripled. And my insurance, because it's a Toyota Corolla, is a little bit higher than average. But if it was another kind of car with a little bit less insurance, I'm paying like $110, $15 a month for insurance and gas on a car I own. Now, this article from Business Insider says, I'm going to read this to you. Many people are scared away from going says, yeah, from going electric when they see how much a battery-powered car costs and who could blame them. The cheapest car that's gas-powered in the U.S. retails for 15000 The lowest electric car runs about double that. It says, but new research shows that buyers comparing sticker prices are thinking about things all wrong. They should be thinking about monthly payments since the overwhelming majority of people finance their vehicles. Yes, that's true. The average, the average uh, person might own their car or they're ready to own it, but you know, most people finance their cars. So if you finance an electric car, okay, let's let's see how that would work. You finance an electric car. The base minimum is like $20,000. That's if you get the rebate. And that rebate's not always going to be there. So the base minimum without the rebate is 27. Above that, if you want a car that gets more than like 100 miles per charge or 150 miles per charge, you're looking into the mid $30,000 mark. If you want a car that gets close to 300 miles on a charge, you're looking at a car that's going to cost you over $40,000. Base minimum. If you want to be able to take a vacation and drive out of town and not worry about having uh, to find a a charging station every 100 miles, you're going to need to spend over $40,000. Think about that. Now, personally, I've looked into getting a new car at some point, like a used, a new used car, something the last couple of years, something that doesn't feel like it's going to rust. I'm going to fall through the floor, you know, because that's what I'm driving. It's nice, but, you know, for a used car, but it's still, it's like, I, I, I it's kind of nice to have like a somewhat new car. It would, I, I would kind of like to have that for one time in my life. I'm 31 years old. I'd like to kind of have it. It's nice to rent a car. I'd like to have a new car sometime, or even a used new car. So if I was to do that, I've, I've kind of looked into it, done some very basic math, and I'd be looking at, with insurance and with buying a new car and pay, paying, like making payments on it, I would be paying, depending on the car I get, a couple hundred dollars a month to pay the car off, plus my insurance would, if it's a, a newer car, is probably going to go up or at least stay the same because of the difference with my, my Toyota Corolla is always a higher cost because it's one of the most thieved cars in the United States. And um, that's not going to work out well for me. So I own the car now, and I pay about 80 bucks, 60, 80 bucks a month in gas, which is way more than I used to be paying. But I don't have the money to now go finance a car 
whether it's 20,000, 10,000, or it's 30,000 or 40 or 50,000, and then pay for insurance on that new car and then try to find out where I'm going to charge the GD thing. Well, I guess I could just charge it to my home, right? Well, how much does that cost? That's another 500 to $2,000. So let's say I could afford to install that for whatever miracle. Now I have to pay a higher electric bill. For me personally, I'm spending 60 to 80 bucks a month on gas. That's a lot more than I was spending before. If I was to get an electric car, not only do I have to pay equal or higher insurance rates, not only do I have to now pay monthly payments on a car because now I don't own it outright, but I also have to pay to charge the thing, which the base minimum charge, according to Business Insider, is $57 a month. Now, that might sound like, well, that's a good deal, 57 bucks a month. Yeah, well, again, 57 bucks a month to charge the battery full. How many times are you charging your battery full if you only get 100 miles per charge? I don't know if you want to do the math on that, but it's going to be more than $57 a month. And even if it did cost $57 a month, that's about around the, the range of, of what I'm paying now for gas. So it's not economically feasible for me to get an electric car. And there are millions of people like me who own their cars who don't want to now suddenly finance a new car pay for the installation of a charging station and pay for monthly electrical bills to charge that car. That is economic illiteracy. That is an economic fallacy. And it's all supposedly based on this idea of saving the environment, saving the environment, saving the environment. That's not what it's about. When are we going to figure that out? It's not about saving the environment. Saving the environment from what? That's just fear-mongering. It's about limiting your travel. It's about making sure that people that have money, based on the amount of money they have and the amount of political, social, and economic control they have, they get to travel further than you. It's like market realists said. If you go with the high-end Nissan Leaf, the cheapest car, you get like 200 miles out of it, something like that. That's good enough for the city. I mean, yeah, some people an electric car might work out great, but for, the, for most people it doesn't. It's way more expensive. And you can't just take an electric car like a hybrid. You can't. I couldn't even take my Prius to just any garage. It had to go to certified dealers, certified mechanics to, to be able to to work on it. I couldn't just take it to you know Papa Jack's Auto Shop down the road because they they can't fix the electric car. So now I have to find someone to fix the car, which is very rare, like a charging station. And guess how much that's going to cost. Fixing a Prius, even when the gas part of the engine was, was well, there's an issue with that, or even a little tiny thing inside the car that a normal gas-powered car without an electrical uh, component to the engine, like a half electric, half gas, was more expensive than an average car. So I got to pay more money a month. I got to pay for a charging station if I want it in my house. I got to pay monthly payments on my electric bill that's going to increase exponentially because the power doesn't come out of a hat. And then I got to find not only a place to charge it, I got to find someone who can be certified to look at it and not break the damn thing. Then I got to pay a higher cost to have them fix it. This is like buying a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4 the night it comes out and the first 10,000 have bugs and glitches. 
and Sony has to do a recall. You don't buy the PlayStation the day it comes out. You buy the PlayStation a few months after it comes out. Because you're going to get bugs and glitches and you're going to have problems. And that's what we're doing. We've got to get the electric cars, electric cars, electric cars. We've got to save the planet, save the planet, save the planet. You're not saving the planet. You're not even saving yourself money. This is capitalizing on a craze, on hysteria. And you're paying out of pocket to feel better about yourself. Well, I'm not paying the gas station anymore. No, you're paying the electric company now. You're paying the car manufacturers now. Car manufacturers who, a lot of them, already have hybrid cars that get better gas mileage that are cheaper and better on insurance than these fully electric cars. Sometimes the best solution is the middle ground. But that doesn't matter. And we might have reached the point of no return because in California... Energy officials are issuing, uh, issuing a sober warning. They, they call it a sober warning. They're telling residents here in mid-May to brace for potential blackouts as the state's energy grid faces capacity constraints. Heading into summer months, California is expecting blackouts. This is not a third world nation. This is not a developing country. This is a developed first world country that is at the forefront of virtually every scientific medical advancement, every engineering advancement, every new idea. And yet, yet, California is relegated to homelessness, drugs, disease, and blackouts as if it's some kind of sub-Saharan African region. You either have to be retarded or you have to intentionally be organizing this into into play. In Sacramento, officials said California's grid could face a potential shortfall of roughly 1,700 megawatts, which would affect the power supply of between 1 million and 4 million people this summer. That number would likely exacerbate uh, or be exacerbated by an additional shortfall of 5,000 megawatts in the case of extreme heat and further fire damage to existing power lines. Well, maybe if they would actually create fire breaks and manage the forests in California, maybe they wouldn't have so many fires. And since the state has committed to phasing out gas-powered vehicles by 2035, this is a quote from Yahoo Finance, the additional load from electric vehicles charging could add more strain to the electric grid. Do you have any idea, like I wish I could express it to you in a, in a way that it, it sounds funny because I think it's kind of like I'm, I try to be humorous about it. I'm trying to be comical about it, but I really want to take a sledgehammer to one of these electric cars. These electric cars are like the arrogant, pompous, green-haired people that walk around acting and telling you that they're better than you because of their genitals or because of the color of their skin or because who they stand up for. That's what these electric cars look like. Arrogant, pompous, tone-deaf, and out of touch with reality. California's electric grid now faces an EV problem. These people have to be, like, they have to be so incompetent that you wonder how they even get into power. Is it because they're incompetent? Or they're very intelligent, and they know what they're doing, and they're in power because they will push the buttons, pull the strings, and tear down the infrastructure to build back better. Guess who pays for it? You pay for it. Out of pocket. 
And they're basically holding you hostage at the pump. That's what they're doing. They're holding you hostage with your power bill. That's what they're doing. They're extorting you. Don't want a high power bill? Buy an electric car. Don't want high electricity rates? Well, shut, shut your power off. We need rolling blackouts. This is what happens in a developing third world nation, not in America. And yet, California is expecting this to be reality in the coming weeks. Bloomberg reported, a hot, deadly summer is coming with frequent blackouts. Now, it's funny that Bloomberg, you know, the guy that owns Bloomberg, Bloomberg has a fleet of jets, yachts, cars, and houses. Bloomberg gets the houses. Bloomberg gets the cars. Bloomberg gets the yachts. Bloomberg gets the mansions. You get nothing and you like it because you are a worthless peasant prole who has to answer to the corporate fascist elitist billionaire-run state. You're a useless animal on the front lines, as the famous quote goes. And they're blaming everything. War in Ukraine. It's causing the summer to get hotter, apparently. Drought from climate change. Production shortages. That's part of the pandemic. Virus didn't do that. Humans did that. Low inventories. That's part of the production and inventory shortages. Uh, Supply chain shortages. Pandemic backlash. Energy markets across the planet have been put through the ringer over the past year. Consumers have suffered the consequences of soaring prices, but somehow things are on track to get even worse. Somehow you organized it to do this. This is what we've been saying for years, and now they're doing it. How do you get people out of their cars? How do you prevent people from traveling? Get them into electric cars and then make the electric cars go 100 miles. And then ultimately it's driverless cars after they convince you that you should buy a self-driving car. Self-driving means you can still drive it. Driverless means there's no driver. It's all electric. It's all a computer controlling it. And if you don't pay your taxes, maybe it drives you down to the IRS building and then down to the jail. Here's what's happening in the United States. This is a quote from Bloomberg. Consumers will be asked to step up to help keep the grids stable by curtailing their consumption. And what happens if consumers don't step up? Well, then there's still blackouts and the consumer gets blamed. It's the people arrogantly and greedily taking power. That power could go to the governor's mansion and you're using it to run your air conditioning in the summertime, you selfish bigot. Newsom needs to power his hot tub. Newsom needs to power the lights in his home, so he can have unmasked orgy parties. You don't get energy or power. Okay, that's how it goes. Plus, they say, climate change is fueling drought, severely curbing hydropower supplies. 11 states are at risk of outages, according to the Mid-Continent Independent System Operator, MISO, which we're going to get back to in a second after this break. And they say they have insufficient power generation to meet the highest demand periods this summer, especially in the Midwest states. One of the first times they've ever, actually the first time they've ever uh, acknowledged or initiated this kind of warning. And you wonder, why, why do they have insufficient power generation? Well, they mentioned Texas next. They say Texas is still at risk of shortages after that big storm in 2021. Why was Texas at risk? Because the Environmental Protection Agency and the federal government told them to shut off their power because of carbon emissions. This is all artificial. All of it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Our future is blackouts. It's blackout to the future. We'll be back. 
Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black you and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. So if you don't believe me, and you don't believe others who are saying the same thing that I'm saying, or if you just want more confirmation of what we're saying, that it's true that you can't afford gas, you should buy an electric car, and that's insane, because if you own your car, now you got to spend money financing a new car, more insurance, charging stations, paying your electric bill. It's, it's much more expensive. But maybe... You're concerned with things that, that aren't just about transportation. Maybe you're just concerned in general with, uh, with the environment, right? 
you're concerned about carbon emissions, right? So it's not just a car. It's also just the electricity you use generally around the house. Well, we're being asked now, according to Bloomberg News, to step up to help the grids stabilize by curtailing our consumption of electricity. You know, like rolling blackouts in a third world developing nation where they don't have the infrastructure. Problem is we actually have the infrastructure and we have the ability to generate the power. It's just not happening. And because of so many electric cars in California, they're looking to experience rolling blackouts throughout the summer. In fact, 11 states are going to likely experience outages, according to the Mid-Continent Independent System Operator, MISO. They said that they have insufficient power generation to meet the highest demand periods this summer. Why? There's lack of energy? No, there's not lack of energy. There's lack of authority and the granting of that authority to activate the generation of that energy. This is what happened in Texas, where Texas had plenty of energy, plenty of resources to turn the power on and to heat up people's homes so people didn't die in that storm back in February of 2021. But the EPA and the White House, they said, no, you can't do that because we got to keep your carbon emissions in check. Literally. I've got a copy of the letter. So that's what they did. They were told to keep the power off because of carbon dioxide. You're told to get an electric car, and if you can't afford it even with the rebate, then just don't drive. Because this is all about restricting your travel, making you a servant, a prole, a peasant. It's a new form of feudalism. It's actually worse than feudalism. It's an exploitation that you, you couldn't imagine in the most dystopian, Orwellian, Huxleyan story. So if you don't believe me, or if you want more evidence of that's what it's about, it's about tracking you, your purchases, your movements, taxing your breath. Listen to the Alibaba Group president, J. Michael Evans, at the World Economic Forum. Listen to what he had to say. Because while we're focused on grocery store and school shootings, it's not that those aren't it's not that those aren't bad things, but we have other things that are, are much more dire, especially considering that there are so many people that die in shootings in major cities around the United States every single day, and nobody cares because it doesn't fit a narrative. We're, we're worried about monkeypox. Survival rate's like 99.99%, just like COVID. Here's what the World Economic Forum is, is, is talking about. Take a listen to this. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this. Oh, they have it operational. See, they introduce these things after people like myself and you have warned about them for decades. And then they say, well, okay, okay, okay. So, so they do exist. They're just not operational yet. So all the people that called us conspiracy theorists say, well, see, nah, 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 they're not ready yet. So you were wrong. Now, actually, that means we were right the whole time because we just listened to what these people said and then we repeated it. And what they said is coming true because they have a lot of power and a lot of money and a lot of influence to make happen what they want to happen. So that that's what actually happened. Listen to that again. They want to track your movements, what you're eating, 
everything about you. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. This is something that we're working on. We don't have it operational yet, but it's coming. Don't worry about it. It is absolutely coming. We're going to get it to you soon, but it doesn't exist. But it does exist. It's just not operational. And we're going to get it to you soon, but it doesn't exist. And by the time people recognize that you're being lied to by the news and you're being lied to by people like this, by the time you realize that, it's too late. This is what Bloomberg News is telling us to do, curtail our power consumption. California is telling residents, you guys better prepare for some blackouts, baby, because Newsom, he's got to power his house and he wants you to drive electric cars. And well, they're saying that all the electric cars plugged into the grid in California. Literally, this isn't an assumption. This isn't a presumption. This is literally what we're hearing out of California The additional load from electric vehicle EV charging could add more strain to the electric grid. And as a result of this, we're looking to see the grid's not going to be able to support it. According to Ram Raja, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, Raja Gopal, Raja Gopal, Raja Gul, Ram Raja Gopal. He said, let's say we're to have a substantial number of electric vehicles charging at home as everybody dreams. Associate Professor of Civil Environmental Engineering at Stanford University. Uh, I guess he authored a recent study looking at the strain electric vehicles vehicles pose to the power grid. He told Yahoo Finance, quote, today's grid may not be able to support it. It all boils down to are you charging during the time solar power is on? Yeah, that's another thing. If you ain't got solar power and you definitely don't have batteries to be able to to be able to hold enough energy for more than a few minutes, because that's 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 about the limit a few minutes. You don't have solar power. You don't have energy. You don't have the sun. You don't have solar power. You don't have energy. If you don't have energy, you're not going to charge your car. So where's the car charging going to come from? Power plants. Like, I don't want to demean people, but you you, you got to be a dunce if you don't understand that. Or you have to be so disconnected, so tone deaf, so unable to comprehend the most basics the most, the most, the most simplest of things. You don't understand. I can't afford gas. Okay, I'll buy electric car. So you buy electric car. Now I don't have where to places to change to charge it. So I have to install charger at home. There's another two grand. Oh my God, my power bill went up, but I'm saving the planet. Where do you think the power comes from? It comes from a power plant. It comes from burning fossil fuels, you dunce. Where do you think the power comes from? And I'm not even angry here. I just don't, I don't, I like, I sincerely with this, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face. I don't get it. I'm not an economist, okay? I'm not a civil engineer. I'm not a genius. But this, this is two plus two, which yes, I understand on social media, it's a trend to say two plus two is racist because how dare you teach black people math? That's, that's the new trend. So make make black people illiterate. Don't teach them math. But, you know, how does how do people not see this? It's pretty simple. 
And I'm sure there's a lot more uh, uh, complex issues involved here, but if you have no money to buy gas, you're not going to be able to buy an electric car. I don't care if it's $20,000 or if it's $30,000 or if you want a car that can actually go more than 150 miles, you're going to have to spend 40000 plus. If you can't afford it, they tell you, then just don't drive. Just don't drive then. And if you can barely afford it, Market Realist, the website I was reading these car prices from, says it's, quote, good enough for city driving. So limiting your travel. Only the wealthy can travel, and it keeps you within city limits, so you don't leave the concentration camp. And if you want to travel less to get a charge for your car because there aren't, they're not on every corner, well, then you've got to pay a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars to have it installed, and then you also have to pay every month a higher electric bill because the power doesn't come out of nowhere. And now because there's too many electric cars plugged in, because we just rushed out of panic to something that maybe an electric car is a solution in the future when you can get a 500 to 1,000 miles out of an electric car and there's charging stations in every corner. But that costs billions and trillions of dollars to build that infrastructure. Maybe we'll get there someday, but right now, we don't have that money or that technology, at least officially. I mean, ultimately, we have the money and the technology and hybrid cars. They should be pushing hybrid cars. Way more efficient, way cheaper, way more economical. But this is about controlling your travel, not making it easier to pay your bills, not making it easier to travel. So more electric cars plugged in because we don't have the infrastructure. Oops, California, turn the light switch off. just another phase of the pandemic lockdowns restrictions on your movement you're a bad person you carry disease cover your face social distance contact trace don't shake hands don't have sex don't have friends don't have family don't go out stay inside and then monkeypox comes around and they're telling us the same thing the monkeypox is mimicking covid-19 and then electric cars are not going to get you very far, so you've got to stay inside. It just, it just keeps pushing in that direction. It's just another phase, isn't it? They tell us this summer, not only is the monkey, it's the summer of monkeypox. And you hear somebody in the background, ah, scream. Well, now they're telling us that the summer is going to bring blackouts. So great. You get blackouts from your electric cars, class A, F up. And then you get the World Health Organization overriding sovereignty again, telling the rest of the world, you need to stay inside, not go to parties, and not hang out with your friends or your family because you could get monkeypox. Literally, the WHO said that. One of the directors of the WHO said that. Meanwhile, the WHO is meeting to adjust the international um, health regulations which will give the WHO way more power over sovereign states. And everybody's saying, hey, it's a treaty. It's not a treaty. Uh, the treaty is a separate thing, but they've baited and switched the treaty and the IHR amendments. And then you have a letter written by all those world leaders back in, um, well, back in uh, 2021, where they told you what they want the treaty to be. But again, that's not the treaty. And then electric cars. Oh, look at these electric cars. They're so great. You've got 100 miles a gallon. Oh, my God, you're going to save the planet. 
And then you get the president of the Alibaba group who just outright tells you what it's all about at the World Economic Forum while you're concerned over mass shootings that happen every day, but we only focus on them when it's white on black and when we can talk about gun control. Meanwhile, we're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's he, he says it so proudly. We're developing new methods to get have consumers measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? Oh, well, let's see what he means. Where are they traveling? How are they? Where are they traveling? Traveling. What are they eating? How are they traveling? What are they eating? Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? What are they consuming? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. We don't have it operational yet, but we are working to get there. We don't have it operational, but we are working to get there. I'm going to play it one more time for you, and I'm going to shut up. We're developing, through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. Now, I don't know about you, but I remember that World Government Summit. Remember the World Government Summit? It's not the 75th World Health Assembly taking place right now. It's the World Government Summit, the one that took place a few weeks ago. Remember that? Think about it for a second. We did a whole show on it. It's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. That summit included talks about monitoring your transactions. Now, how are they going to monitor your transactions? Well, they can only do it digitally. Now, the IRS in the United States is cracking down so you can't have a gig. You have to work and pay taxes directly through the system. And the World Government Forum featured a lady who said that the new credit will be everything controlled through this digital currency. We don't know. Maybe like a blockchain cryptocurrency. They actually think it's independent and free. Oh, my God. They actually believe this crap. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, the average person does believe that because the average person just buys into that whatever craze because they respond to it with an emotional reaction. That's why. So the World Economic Forum, the WHO, and then here's the World Government Summit. I believe that was in Dubai a few weeks ago, where the lady is just sitting there telling you, we're going to use cryptocurrency as the next step in a cashless society. So we'll have, and she used the word perfect, a perfect record of all of your transactions. I don't care if cryptocurrency made you a millionaire. That's not the point. They want a digital Currency, a digital ID, a medical identity card, a passport. They want sovereign nations to be eliminated. They want you to be confused. Spit on your flag, open your border, and defecate on your nationality, but masturbate to the nationality of another country while flying their flag over a border dispute. Send baby formula to that country into the border for kidnapped, trafficked children, 
but don't send the baby formula to mothers in the country, no matter if they're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter because they're Americans and that's the problem. So here's the world government, world economic forum, just another arm of the WEF. World government summit. We're going to use digital currencies as digital IDs to track every single purchase, to have a perfect record of what you do, what you buy, where you go. And then here's the World Economic Forum. Just this week, within the last 48 hours, I'll play it for you again, a carbon credit, a carbon tracker, so that we know what you're eating, what you're consuming, where you're driving, and why you're driving, and how you're doing it. I don't know. What, 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 let's think about it. What, what would make it easy to track where you go, how you go there, what you consume, and how, you, how much of it you consume? What would, think about what are the two things that would allow you to do this? We're developing, through technology, an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Oh, oh, it's just it's an individual carbon footprint tracker. Well, did you did you think about my question that I proposed to you 20 seconds ago? What could help to track where you travel and how you travel? I don't know. Electric cars. And if you don't do what you're told, the car can just be turned off. That's if you, I mean, you get 100 miles out of the low end, 200 out of the high end. So what's the point? You might as well stay home anyway. You're not going to be going very far. You can't find a charging station anyway. And then the digital currency might be a good way to track and have a perfect record of everything that you purchase, everything that you consume. So I don't know, maybe a an electric car and a cryptocurrency? Just... Just a thought experiment here tonight on The Secret Teachings. I have a question, though, for you, a very serious question. This guy is um, Michael Evans. And uh, we played last night Bill Gates with some Pfizer executives at the World Economic Forum or the World Health Summit or whatever the hell they're calling it. It's just all the big same group of bankers and elitists and billionaires and quote-unquote philanthropists and CEOs getting together to figure out how how to more easily rape you with less lube. And they get together and these guys say this kind of stuff and they just publicly, they, they just openly state it. They openly tell you it's open dissemination. And the average person's walking around being like, oh, you should buy an electric car because you can't afford gas. Uh, oh, electric cars are much cheaper than gas powered cars. You could be, save money every month. What about the power bill? Did you factor that in? Uh, that's ele- No, it's electric, so it no, you don't need a power bill. Uh, the electricity has to come from somewhere, you jerk. Dunce. I want to know this serious question. How is it that Dave Chappelle can be attacked on stage by a crazed black man who's afraid of trans jokes? How is it that staged or otherwise, Will Smith can walk up and slap Chris Rock in the face at an award show because of a joke he made about his wife that he originally laughed at? But nobody is going to walk up on stage and slap or tackle Michael Evans. Nobody's going to walk up on stage and slap or attack Bill Gates. I'm not calling for violence. I'm simply asking the question. How is it that Chris Rock gets slapped and Dave Chappelle get tackled, but Michael Evans, Pfizer executives, Bill Gates, and World Health Organization officials can sit there, nobody slaps them, nobody attacks them, nobody tackles them, 
And nobody throws a shoe at them like George Bush. Think about this very carefully. Look at what we discussed last night. Look at these, these school and grocery store shootings. Think about it carefully for a second. What, 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 what is happening here? You have a grocery store and a school that are, quote-unquote, shot up. I'm gonna, I want to quickly recap last night's show. Starting on Friday the 13th, we witnessed three shootings over three days, one of which involved 13 people being shot and numerous other threes, like three miles, three people in the parking lot dead, all of which culminated in a blood moon. Ten days later, another shooting occurred in Texas where 18 were shot plus two teachers. Initial reports documented 13 students receiving care while two others were transported and a third awaited transfer. The shooting took place 10 days after the Buffalo event that left 10 dead and it occurred 10 years after Sandy Hook. Both shooters in New York and Texas were 18. 18 is the number of the blood moon and crab. The specific food eaten by the Makaka monkeys in the CDC truck crash in early 2022. 10 is also the tetrakite, a number of perfection and completeness in a ritual. The monkey is chaos, unguided irrational hysteria blossoming from the unconscious, and it can only mimic. Monkeypox is indeed mimicking the previous pandemic with the same terminology and mitigation that became the new normal. All of these murders, holidays, and numerical ciphers are being shown to us right before elections across the country. This makes the new Batman movie kind of seem like predictive programming because it's precisely what the Riddler did in the movie. Batman with the Joker, the Christopher Nolan version, was also playing during the Aurora, Colorado shooting, and Sandy Hook was noted on a map in the Batman movie with Bane. Both events were paralleled with music videos, respectively depicting dead bodies in a movie theater and young people dying in the Kesha song. With the latest school shooting, CBS has now pulled their TV show FBI from airing the last final episode of the season, which was set to finish its season with a school shooting. So here's my question. Of all these shootings and all these things that happen, all these synchronicities, this is not a call for violence. It's a question. Why do these shooters not go to the source of their anger and their frustration? They're, in a lot of cases, they're mad at government. They're mad at, you know, I mean, even if you're, you're a racist and you're going to kill black people or white people, I mean, at least the black murderers went and killed white people directly, and then there wasn't anything about some white supremacy Nazi thing. But why, why is it that people that hate the government, they never attack the government? They always attack innocent civilians, and they're like, hey, government that doesn't care about me or these civilians, if I kill these civilians, are you going to listen to me now? doesn't make any sense. How is it that Dave Chappelle gets tackled on stage, but Michael Evans... He could just sit there and be like, we're going to track you. And we're going to see what kind of food you eat, what you're consuming, and where you're traveling, how you're traveling. We, just, we can't wait to do it. And Bill Gates can sit there with uh, Pfizer executives yesterday and be like, we got the foundation working together with Pfizer because we're going to create new vaccines to give pregnant women when they're giving birth. And oh, my God, it's so wonderful. We're going we're gonna to save all these people. And nobody even asks. Why do you want to save people, Bill Gates? You give a TED Talk where you said you wanted to reduce the population to zero. Could it be that saving people by giving them these drugs or vaccines is actually the method by which you choose to terminate them? And nobody's going to run on stage and slap him like Chris Rock. Nobody's going to run on stage and tackle him like Dave Chappelle. Nobody's even going to throw a shoe at him like George Bush. 
No one's going to do that to Michael Evans or the Director General of The Who or Bill Gates. People that are upset about the government, they're not going to attack government buildings. They're going to attack and kill civilians. The average people. Why is that? Why is it that you have to pay for the Great Reset? Why is it that you have to pay for the green initiatives? Why is it that you, who can't afford gas, has to be forced to buy an electric car you can't afford? But you get a tax credit. Still don't want it? Well, then don't drive. If you can afford it with the tax credit, well, you get 149 miles. Oh, boy. And that's good enough for city driving, says market realist. Limit your travel. Make sure only wealthy people can travel. Keep you within the city. If you're wondering how you're going to charge your car, well, install a charging station at your house. It's only 500000 5000 I don't know, somewhere in between their dollars. It, I mean, you took a loan out for the car. Maybe you can take a loan out for the charger. And if you charge your 100-mile uh, charge car or maybe 150-mile charge car, uh, you know, couple times a month it's 57 bucks a month something like that according to business insider charge it more than that it's going to be more than 57 bucks a month and you're gonna be paying about what you're paying for gas and which is basically they're just extorting you at the pump you don't want to pay this high price for gas that we watered down we hate gas and oil companies but we're making them record profits so if you don't want to pay that just buy an electric car from our other friends in the auto industry and the world economic forum and now because we've had too many electric cars uh-oh Blackouts all over California, blackouts all over the United States. They're telling us officially this is what to expect this summer. We're also being told don't go outside, don't see your friends, don't talk to people because they could have the monkeypox. That's what we're being told. We're also being told like Italy. Italy's being told you need to turn your air conditioner down to fight Russia. You need to, all across Europe, take less showers, preserve water to fight Russia. Or they use the, the doublespeak. They use the, the mind control. It's not really fighting Russia. It's saving Ukraine. It's not the War Department. It's the Defense Department. You're not a janitor. You're a building maintenance professional. You're not a doctor. You're a health maintenance professional. You're not homeless. You're economically disadvantaged. You're not broke. You just don't have the financial income that other people have. Mind control. And now they're telling us in the States, this is official from Bloomberg, consumers will be asked to step up to help keep the grid stable by curtailing the, con- the consumption of power. And they said that Texas, although they're, they're getting over the, the improvement of the, or the, the, the lack of improvement over their grid, because of the 2021 storm, well, that's really misleading because the storm didn't cause the power problems. The EPA and the federal government that sent a letter that I have a copy of to Texas and told them, do not increase power output. It is a violation of your carbon emissions. This is control. This is power. For us, it's, well, literally our power being taken away from us. And our future is scarcity, blackouts, and a biomedical security state that censors your thoughts. That's the future. Blackout to the future. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Remember to subscribe to our archive to support the show. 
Grab a copy of one of my books on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Find us on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Our affiliate sponsor is Pro One Water Filters. Our Patreon page has behind the scenes content. www.thesecretteachings.info. Again, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. The music tonight White Bat Audio. Spaceships, uh, you're not going to find heaven. They're not physical places.